0: Hello, and welcome to our podcast. We want to teach you stuff, and make you laugh, and also turn you on. I'm Sleeping Girl. I'm Cece. And, and we're, we're the, the two, two hip chicks. So let's take a shot, and get this show on the road. Okay, so today we're taking a shot of, I don't even know what this is. I think... Cognac. Cognac? Um, yeah, cognac. you it? Con- I can't pronounce what this is.
1: You can try. Courvoisier. <laughs>
0: Um, and, I don't know, it's cognac. Alright. And we're taking a shot of it, and I'm really tired, so I hope this- Oh, shit, I just dropped the <laughs> thing. Okay, well- I'll do it. <laughs> Cece's gonna do it. Uh, I think Desaad got us this.
1: Yeah. Are you supposed to take shots of cognac?
0: I, well, there's a lot of things you're not supposed to take shots of that we still take shots of. The, the question is- are you brave enough to take a shot of it? I don't. Uh, I don't know we if I'm brave? gonna like this.
1: Are we brave? No. Okay. It's better than All that right. nasty one that's still sitting in there waiting for us.
0: I know. I don't <laughs> want that anymore. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, clink. cheers. Quiet clink. Mm. Yeah, that's about what I expected. Fire
1: in my throat <laughs> oh god Whew. oh god okay um not doing that again yeah Whew. okay
0: i mean we're, we're just pussy drinkers we have to come to terms with that maybe what do you do maybe, ah
1: maybe smaller amounts oh my throat yep okay well we're gonna get started <laughs> <laughs> see you guys later
0: I'm Sleeping Girl. And I'm Cece. And this is our Two Hip Chicks podcast. Two Hip Chicks, where we drink and <laughs> talk about hypnosis and other kinky stuff, and then we do trance. Um, this podcast is not safe for work, and please don't listen to it while you're driving, because like I said, we do trance during this podcast, and um, yeah. So... <laughs>
1: Ta-da. Ta-da.
0: Ta-da. Um <laughs> so today we're gonna be talking about um reading and writing and things related to stories and smut yeah and written things. And hypnosis. And hypnosis. All right. those things related <laughs> to hypnosis. Um this and is how they affect us. Yeah, and and, and like people. our thoughts on it and how yeah. we feel about certain things and like I'm a writer and also a reader um and you're right. a reader yes um,
1: and I mean I've written yeah but I don't think I've ever written about hypnosis I can't recall I can't recall if like when we were doing those uh, stories with the three of us oh or whatever, yeah if it was hypnosis I don't think so I don't think my story was hypnosis no I don't remember yeah <laughs> But anyway, that would have been my only one. It came,
0: This this topic kind of came up because I've been getting back into writing a lot, which is very nice. Yeah, um, and absolutely. And I've been doing these stories, um, and that's mostly what's been on my mind for the past <laughs> few days. I've just been, like, banging out a shit ton of stories, which is great.
1: And these podcasts are typically what is yeah, ever on my yeah, exactly. mind at the time. <laughs> well, I mean, it
0: works, it works best if it's something that we're, like, really into in the moment or whatever. Yeah. So... Yeah, I also today, um, because we had this topic decided before we started the podcast, I um, posted on Discord and asked a couple, you know, friends, oh, do you have any questions or things that you think should be talked about on the podcast? Um, This is a great reason for you guys to come to our Discord server so that if... (laughs) this ever happens again where we know what the topic is before 30 yeah. minutes prior to starting the podcast i can ask for input pe- for input or if for anybody has yeah yeah absolutely. topics or questions or anything like that um as always the link to our discord is in the description of the podcast
1: right below us
0: it's not below us this isn't youtube
1: yeah it's right below it's
0: not <laughs> <laughs> Hit that bell for the notifications.
1: The subscribe button. Subscribe.
0: No, I'm just kidding. Um, Don't do that. Anyways. We won't be there. But do subscribe to our podcast because then you'll know when it comes out. Anyways. <laughs> um, so let's let's kind of start by talking about... I, I kind of want to talk about how um, when this topic comes up a lot of the time when we talk about reading and yeah. writing hypnosis, a lot of people think like... Oh, we're talking about written inductions or scripts. A lot of people call Mm. them scripts. Sure, Um, sure. But I want to make it clear that we're kind of being a little bit more broad because reading in general, as most everybody has heard the the default pre-talk when you're talking to a new person about hypnosis. Right. Oh, you know what it feels like when you're driving a car or you're reading a book and you kind of get into what's going on. Into the zone. Into the zone, exactly. Reading reading by itself is very hypnotic.
1: It Um, absolutely can be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, depending on what it is, and that's part of why we're here to talk about what we find hypnotic about reading or writing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So let's start by talking a little bit about reading. Um, Sure. So you have a tendency to go into trance when you read certain things right
1: right so I go into trance typically when I'm like reading well a lot of your stories in particular yeah there's Um, some
0: there's some framing there obviously what do you like um because it's me and because you feel comfortable doing the thing with me I
1: did it when I first was reading your blog so, I didn't... Million years ago. I didn't know you very yeah. well at the time. True, true. And I'll never forget the story about, like, the... The chocolate chip cookie and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. that was very, like, just intense in yeah. the sense of just how it made me feel. And, um, uh, you know, it was a very short, simple story. But, uh, I don't know. I, I mean... I know you always think I'm, I mean, I am brainwashed, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't at the time, right. you know, and, um, and I've always loved your writing, but just loving your writing is one thing, but right. actually going into some uh, kind of space, some, some type of space. Also just, um, aside from like hypnosis space, there's also just the concept of really seeing Yes. what you're writing yep. or what you're reading right um I kind of consider that a type of trance state absolutely right engaging
0: and I do that a lot engaging the visual part engaging yeah. the imagination in that way if the if the person is a good writer and like right exactly and and everybody kind of knows what they like in writing and well maybe they're not able to describe it but they know when they read a good book and they are a part yeah. of the story and they can see what's happening they picture things sure. i remember um when i was younger and you know we were all about harry potter's age when we were reading harry potter right um and before the movies came out we all mm-hmm. had very particular ideas of what the characters would look like right and there was you know me and all my what middle school friends were talking about oh when the movie came out like oh yeah. that's not what i expected them to look like yada yada, yada. yeah because it's easy to get ideas in your head of what characters look like yeah and it's not necessarily no, based on physical descriptions as much as it can be but mm-hmm. um some people just get um you fill in the blanks so to speak oh
1: yeah no absolutely well you need to right right but um so reading yeah.
0: reading to some degree and being able to get into a story is a skill i would say kind of similar to hypnosis or yeah. maybe the same as hypnosis who knows
1: maybe maybe yeah I mean for me I'm, I'm visual we've talked about this enough times um but I reading has always been an experience of that nature for me right yeah so it's like you're very much visualizing exactly what you're reading if there were good writer and if I'm focused right yep because sometimes you'll be reading and then all of a sudden start thinking about laundry or whatever and you know, totally lose your, right. Your track and
0: super similar to other things.
1: Yeah, no, exactly (laughs) similar to other things. Right. So, um, let's,
0: uh, this is kind of a good point to, uh, to talk about this question from, um, friend of the podcast, Emerald Ash, um, who says, I always find your writing very hypnotic. The most extreme so far is not being able to watch Sherlock now without the suggestion of something going on between them As reading the last, after reading like your last two writings. What has been the most hypnotic writing you've ever read and how did it impact you?
1: Right. So, so I mentioned the the chocolate chip one. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So do you have one that um, you can think of I, specifically? So for me, um,
0: hypnotic stories are more about what engages me. The okay. most and, and like kind of what we're talking about when it engages visual and um, also engages emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so sure. things that affect me emotionally, um, and I always kind of come back to Gregory Maguire's novels. Yes, so Wicked. He's the author of Wicked. Yeah, and that series, and he like a lot of his books are um, retellings of fairy tales um, and and stuff like that. Most recently, I read he has a book about the Nutcracker. Uh, yeah. And like the the backstory of the the man who created the Nutcracker, right? Um, which is pretty good, that
1: Uncle. Right, gets scary right, right, Uncle.
0: Um, and I like uh, first of all, I read that book when I was like very ill and feverish, but oh, that's right. <laughs> I read it in like a day because I was stuck in bed. Um, but Gregory McGuire does a lot where he does this really wonderful world building which is yes. pretty important to me as That's a reader. That's very true,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and world building in the sense that you know the, the kind of environment that his characters are in, and also it's populated by people that feel real. Right. Um, and, and that kind of thing is very engaging for me. And also yeah. his, his prose is very engaging for me as well. Um, very descriptive, a little flowery, but I kind of like that.
1: Yeah, he he can be a little flowery. Purple. Um, purple prose. But and honestly, I because I read Wicked, and that's the only one I read. Um. And I also, I mean, he had, like, in my favor. I had read the Oz series. Yeah. Before that, yeah, when I was younger, right. Um, but of course, I had that knowledge about the different mm-hmm. um, types of people that lived in that world and stuff too so
0: yeah well and that's kind of what I mean like it's interesting that I'm talking about Gregory Maguire at the same time as I'm writing all this fan fiction
1: yeah and
0: anyone who doesn't follow me on whatever social media I've been writing a shit ton of Sherlock fan fiction yes um I actually got my start in writing by writing fan fiction in high school yeah Uh, and so like that's a really I really like that and i really like kirk mcguire because he makes writing fan fiction like a a thing like a big legitimate right. thing oh
1: that's true that is totally fan fiction. um
0: yeah and so that's, that's interesting and like i like working with existing worlds and that kind of yeah. speaks to the idea of when you're writing to an audience if you're able to take advantage of something that's already existing
1: yeah in their head sure either expectation
0: sure. or world or something like that yeah um it's very powerful
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also, it's it's kind of um, you have to be careful though, right? Because they already have a very clear vision of what that would be. Absolutely. So yeah, when you go in, you kind of have to, if you are going to manipulate the environment or whatever, kind of yeah. slowly, gradually sure. manipulate it. Otherwise, it's shocking and they'll be eh, right. I don't want. I am not interested. Well, it's and that kind not of what I expected. That
0: kind of speaks to the idea of like. Um, when you're writing something, it's really important to know your audience. Oh, so much so. Um, and so like, I know that a lot of people really like to write induction scripts and post them and see what people like about them. I have a hard time with it. I find it really difficult because I, um, I don't know who my subject is. It's right. it's a bunch of it's it's a bunch of anonymous eyes that I have no idea what they think about hypnosis. I don't know yeah. how they feel about it. So I usually prefer to write to if if I was going to write an induction script. I don't think I've ever done this like write it for a specific person. Um, Other than but yourself. that's but that's much more in line with my style of hypnosis. Anyways, yeah. Um, but if you're Actually, writing, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, like
1: because you don't do things that aren't hot for you. Yeah. So,
0: and it's super important for me to know who the person is and what they feel about me and the situation yeah. and hypnosis in general and play with that. Yeah. Um. So. Now, is
1: that the only reason, or are there other reasons? Like, do you just not find it fun or exciting to write scripts as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, because what's the point? Like, okay. what's the what's okay. the end goal? Because I'm not looking to amass an army of submissives.
1: And I see, I see.
0: I'm not, okay. I'm not looking to better my hypnosis skills towards a general audience. Okay. My attitude towards hypnosis has always been, I want to get really good at hypnotizing a person. Yeah. A specific person. And I know that's not, that's not everybody's um, goal, and that's no, perfectly but it chores, fine. but it's and that's but what I it was is asking.
1: asking. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. That makes sense. That actually makes more sense. Yeah. Because I feel like you can always pick a target yeah you know and then just cater to that even if it's you because you were even you know you have done like a couple yeah and you were saying that it was more of you were doing whatever would make you hot in the moment yeah I mean sure you're the you're the target audience that's fine
0: and I like not to completely talk everybody's ear off right now but um when I write induction scripts the Mm -hmm. few that I have written I'm going into trance at the same time as I'm writing it. Right. So I'm writing the thing that is working for me in the moment. Right. And it's kind of the same thing with, I, I recorded like a couple recordings and it was the same thing. I was going into trance at the same time oh, as I'm yeah. talking and I'm saying the thing. Um, but that brings up an interesting point of when you're writing. Yeah. Do you go into trance?
1: I do not. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Um, I mean, you know, like I was saying earlier, I don't write, I have not written anything that was hypnosis, uh, related that I can recall, but I have written a lot of erotica. Yeah. So I don't actually remember if any of it was hypnosis, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or mind control of some nature. Right. Maybe I did something with dolls. But it doesn't, actually. but it doesn't have to be hypnotic. Right. But I don't go into trance. And I can even probably tell you why. Yeah. Because when I'm writing, there's no, like, flow to my writing.
0: My oh, yeah. mind
1: goes way faster than I can actually type or write. So, unfortunately, yeah. I get caught up in having to catch up. When you, and there's
0: no... When you write... Do you visualize what's happening and then like pause and then like try to narrate what's happening? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't think that's, but I, so if you're getting caught up in that as not a hypnotic thing, then I would think there's ways around that because like my mind also goes way too fast for my fingers to work. Uh-huh. I'm a fast hyper. But you're however. a fast hyper.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: I'm definitely faster than you are. But, but, um, but I feel like, um, the the ability to visualize and think yeah. creatively is really important for a writer, regardless. Right. So those are kind of like hypnosis-adjacent skills.
1: That's true. That's true. But I definitely wouldn't say I go into any... I mean, I visualize what I'm writing. Yeah. So I guess it's similar in that sense of, like, when I'm reading, yeah. I visualize. But, of course, there's more of a flow, right? Yeah. And so with that flow... Uh, with that tempo, with that, you know, all of that. I've, um, I've done, yeah, no, I I definitely. I guess you could say it lasts longer.
0: Yeah. I (laughs) kind of, well, there's, there's no, there's no breaks. Right. And like, so thinking about this as like an analog to hypnosis, then, oh, the breaks are an opportunity for fractionation, yada, 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 and that's easy to do, blah, blah, blah. I
1: can't say I've ever thought of it that way.
0: Right. Well, now you have. Um, um.
1: Because However, there are breaks in even reading. Yeah. Right? Because if my mind wanders... Uh-huh. You
0: have to come back.
1: Oh, uh-oh. Cece's
0: having an epiphany. So...
1: Oh, no. So just like... <laughs> sorry. So just like with trance, when my mind wanders, I just totally use that as like a deepener. Sure. You can. I do, right? Yeah everything's hypnosis
0: hypnosis is bullshit and fake the end but that's the podcast
1: i never thought i never thought about that for reading
0: yeah no i definitely think of reading that way and that's why i was kind of saying like i think that reading um uh like being able to read in a way that you get engrossed in something is a skill in the same way that i think that being hypnotized is a skill Mm. I, I think it's something to like that you can work on getting better at. Like I know that a lot yeah. of people have trouble, like they skip around the page and stuff like oh, that.
1: No, I'm such a slow reader. Well, I read every single word.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, totally. I mean, it's all similar and it all works. It's interesting, though. Similarly. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. The idea. I I actually have written something under hypnosis. And this was a long time ago, actually, and I wasn't as good of a writer back then as I am now. Um, but I was like, I was writing it, and I was super turned on, and it was like this the most hypno fetishy crap about like lights in a room that were hypnotizing someone, and oh, like, yeah. and and like, so I was writing it, and I was so hot, and le- like, yeah, and I was writing and writing and writing and writing. And I got done with it, and I sent it to the person who, like, was doing this with me. Yeah. And uh, I got less than... I got a more lukewarm reaction than I expected because I was so in the moment, and I was so, yeah. like... It was it was so much of, like, just describing what the colors looked like because I was hypnotized and because I was visualizing the, th- yeah. the, the colors yeah, and whatever, yeah. um, that it was actually not as accessible to someone who wasn't reading it in that way
1: <laughs> i don't know i feel like if i were to do that
0: it would you be would... i would I'd be very yeah. interested to read it absolutely right. yeah because it kind of tells about what's going on but that is something you can do is hypnotize someone to write something i haven't done that yeah. in a while but um
1: yeah i mean i've written because i writ i wrote in the uh in the book the right? spiral book yeah. yeah and i was just thinking yeah. about that I don't think I've ever done the poem one or anything yet.
0: No. And that was one I think I'm scared. We've talked about we've talked about the spiral bound notebook before on the podcast, but I yes. wanna kinda say it yes. again. So I quite a while back. So this was a gift I can't remember if it was Christmas or your birthday last year. Christmas? Movie? Um I got you a little notebook and I put in it like a bunch of little activities that you could do and yes. they're all like go into trance, do this thing, come out of trance and some of right, them right. some of them were like go to you know, go take a shower. Take a shower is the one the, the, laundry, the most, I make, think. Make hot chocolate. Yeah. And then there was some that was like, write a poem. You yeah. Know? And like little, well, little fun activity yeah. book things. Word search. Uh, right, word search. Um, that one was very
1: effective. Yeah. Well, they've all been very effective. What am I talking about? Um. But... And then I write about my write, experience.
0: I think to some degree... I'm usually still in trance. I think to some degree... Um, <laughs> It kind of depends on how you feel the trance is supposed to be, whether or not the writing is effective, because obviously I go into trance or some kind of adjacent space when I'm writing, writing. anything, because yeah. I'm visualizing and I'm engaging and, like, sometimes it feels like my fingers are writing and I don't, and, I, and I'm, and i like, not yeah. thinking about it. The, the characters are talking and my fingers are just writing it. Yeah. Um, but then... If I go into a trance where I feel like I'm less functional, which is like my preferred kind of trance, right. where I'm not really that smart or, you know, right. whatever, then it's not as good, right? which makes sense. So it's important to keep in mind how you would frame that trance, I guess, mm-hmm. or how the person feels about trance in general if you're not giving any specifications yeah, or ideas or expectations on what it could be. Yeah. I feel like I've been talking a lot.
1: You have been talking a lot, but I mean you're You should talk. You're a writer. I want to drink. You should talk. And I've been drinking. Um (laughs) I've been (laughs) No, but you're a writer and you're a reader, actually. You you mentioned I'm a reader. I'm not a reader. You know I'm not a reader. You
0: read more than I do probably. Um what? No. Oh oh I meant like porn. I meant like porn on Tumblr.
1: No, I don't read that much at all. Oh, really? Yeah, I read your stuff. Oh, why are we doing this podcast? Because I think it's a very important thing, and I think it's very interesting. Um, And, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why you think I haven't been talking. Um, But, you always think that. But, um, yeah. I mean, I I love good writing. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I get enthralled in something... That's also, it, it takes
0: you longer to read.
1: It does take me longer to read, which is why I don't usually do it right. very often. And I don't have the time for my long reading. Um, but with that being said, I've always really enjoyed taking my time because I do visualize it and I do enjoy the experience quite a bit. Yeah. If I, I mean, okay. So in high school, I learned how to speed read. Uh-huh. And I didn't like it. Did I do well? In the class, yes, I actually did pretty well in the class. Um, So, you know, basically, you know, you did the reading comprehension. Did I remember? Blah blah blah. Yeah, but I didn't enjoy the experience. I didn't see what I was reading. Yeah, Um, I like that part. So that's why I am a slow reader. Yeah, and I think
0: I think that kind of thing is like important for people to think
1: about when they're writing. Like, mm. I don't know. So when it comes to writing yeah. things, um, now when it comes to writing porn, I mean, I guess you could porn. Well, okay. So <laughs> I did erotic writing, right? Right. Um, and Paul was always my audience. Uh-huh. Uh, Desaad. Desaad. was always my audience. He doesn't care. It's fine. And um, because they were assignments. Yeah. And so that's why I did so much of it. Um, and... It was interesting because he would critique it, and I would have to do rewrites.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and
1: so forth. Um, and one of the interesting things about writing was one, knowing your audience, but two, also just trying to, like, get into the head of this other person experiencing it and yep. what, you know, what they're thinking, what they're you know, feeling what they're, you know, and I loved that. Right. That's that psychology part for me. Yeah. And, uh, I adored it. Um, but it also very much was kind of one of those, like you experience what you're writing. Yeah. And so that was kind of interesting and, and sometimes kind of, uh, intense you know, almost too intense sometimes, you know, I'd be like upset. Right, right. (laughs) That caused its own issues. Oh my God. Because I'd be like, you know, here dear, you know, I wrote this or whatever and now I'm really pissed at you and (laughs) why don't you just read it? Or if you
0: read something like
1: sad. (laughs) Oh, I mean. I wrote that,
0: I wrote that I wrote a lot of
1: things (laughs) that were very, and you know, I mean, you know, like I did a lot of rape yeah um, and uh not always positive fun rape right, I guess, um, but yeah, I mean, it was still erotica, right, so what do you do right but, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know, it was very intense, it yeah was very intense, absolutely, and, you know,
0: I think this is kind of a good point to um, I'm gonna combine two questions, okay, one of them is from Daja, who says? If you're writing an induction that's meant to work on the reader, how do you change it compared to a spoken induction? Okay. And then um, someone else added on to that, I often read my stories slash other stories to a partner. Maybe discuss the feeling of being read to and why we enjoy it. Oh, nice. So this is kind of like a two-part interesting yeah, thing. Yeah.
1: Um, so I would think for the first one, Yeah. you would definitely not want to tell them to close their eyes if they're reading.
0: Right. That's the number one text <laughs> hypnosis faux See, I faux got this. Pas. I good got job. this. You're I can, a great I hypnotist. Yep. You'd probably be pretty good at it. But, I know. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, I think reading and writing, or reading and speaking
1: yeah, sure. are
0: two very different things. Okay. Um, I can't tell you why. Because I'm tired.
1: Well, I know so we you mentioned just earlier. End the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know you mentioned earlier that there was pacing. Oh, yeah. Pacing's important. <laughs> pacing is very important. Yep. At least when it comes to. Uh, in
0: speaking, you know how fast they're going to hear you because you're speaking it. And in reading, you don't know you how fast. You have control over that. Yeah, right? you do, exactly. Reading, you don't know how fast. You can hope that people are going slow enough to read yeah. everything, but. I've seen the a lot of the more effective inductions I've read uh, utilize paragraph breaks. Pretty, I was just going to say if actually. If you skip lines, cause your you're... eyes automatically yeah. go to the first word of the next line, um, and you can use that to your advantage. And like if you're coming up on a big paragraph, you might want to make sure that they're slowed down enough to read the big paragraph. Um, yeah. You know, and. Uh,
1: I mean, I'm just thinking of even some of your eratica where. It was kind of like you wanted it to be emphasized, right? So it was like, you know, uh, blank mind, you know, like yeah. you know, and like uh-huh. the, those breaks that you were talking about, yeah. but because you have to, but to some degree, you are making, you are kind of controlling the yeah. cadence of it, right? And when you are speaking, yeah. you have certain ways
0: of controlling cadence with your yeah. voice, um, and in text, there is different ways of like making that kind of. Uh, punctuation if you want to call it that sure sure um one of them is line breaks or paragraph breaks and um sort of uh you know dealing with run-on sentences and stuff like that where you just keep yeah, going that's interesting which can be confusing for people which can be a good thing or a bad thing depending on how right. you use it um but all of that is very interesting when you compare it to if you take a written induction yeah and read it what happens I mean, um, I'm just, like, trying to think of, like, a generic written induction. Um, and I think that, in general, I don't know, my style of hypnosis is just so different than scripted, a yeah, lot of script hypnosis. maybe.
1: So I would see it as, like, the same thing as if I have a story in front of me, right? Yeah. And I have to read this story. I'm not going to necessarily just go... I mean, first of all, that's just not in my nature at all to read a story that way. But I'm going to take breaks wherever I think a break should be. Not even necessarily where the where the author even tells me to break, right? I might go ahead and just add my own breaks. Yeah. Just because I want to add the slowness or the pacing or, or whatever. Or have the opportunity to f- experience something. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I was thinking actually reading to someone else. Oh, oh, So oh, I'm oh. sharing the experience, oh, I, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that, you know, so if I'm reading it to somebody else, it's, you know, I have control over, you know, the pacing and, yeah. and everything and what I want to emphasize. Yeah. That sort of thing. So I guess for me, if there was a script, right, I would do whatever... I wanted to do, just like as right. if, if I was reading a story. Right. I feel um, like it would
0: be a pretty good idea to familiarize yourself with the script first and, like, have a good idea of where those breaks. I think
1: that's usually And the how content. the
0: talk would happen. Yeah. Yeah, instead of just, like, reading something off the cuff. Yeah. Because um, I think that writers, when they write induction scripts, think about... They have a good idea of where the pacing happens and, like, where breaks sure, happen, where sure. breaths happen, yada, yada, yada. And, like, so you have to, some to some degree, learn how the writer's language is processing. Or adapt it to your own. Exactly. Um, yeah. And in that case, I don't know. Maybe write. I think it would be interesting if I wrote something in my own um, induction voice and then tried to read it. I don't think it would work very well. In fact, when I was writing the sure. induction scripts, I wrote them as like, oh, maybe I'll do some recordings and maybe I should write something yeah, out. Yeah, And I wrote it and then I went to read it and I was like, I can't read this out loud. This doesn't work. Like, this doesn't flow with my... Interesting. So for with you, my... they're
1: very different. This doesn't flow with my voice. But you don't actually know exactly why. Oh, I wish I did. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, no, no, that's fine. You know that they're very different. So that's at least information. I think and um, I'm sure everybody's different in that way anyway.
0: Yeah. I uh, like a a writing voice and a speaking voice are two very different things. Oh. It's
1: what? just occurring to me. What? You probably write very differently than you talk. Oh, I do. Cuz you do. I absolutely do. I don't. Oh. I actually write very similar to how I talk. Oh, yeah. So for me, it would probably be easier. Oh, probably. But no, I definitely yeah I, no. I, I write it's extremely
0: different than how I talk. Yeah.
1: Well, it may be just because you you do write so well. I would probably say that. Well, but it's good
0: to write how you talk. It's just, um, I don't know. I
1: I don't know if you necessarily would want to talk like you write.
0: No, I wouldn't. I would sound.
1: You would uh, sound kind of pompous,
0: ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd just
1: be like, I don't know. I, right. Let
0: just, me let me open up this. <laughs> Well, the, it doesn't help that all the Sherlock picks I've been <laughs> yeah, writing are like know. in British, so that doesn't help. Um, but but speaking of which, I was just reading, but right right before we started this podcast, I was reading to you, yes, um, what I have so far on the second chapter of this, yes, this I got a
1: sneak preview, mystery, but then again, I got a sneak preview of the first chapter, too, right?
0: the mystery that I've been writing. Um, and so how is that? So I read this, and I mean, it was like what almost 3,000 words, so it was not short. Um, and it was, it was a fun experience for me to read to you, but how was it to be read to? And like,
1: what is that? I mean, I love being read to. Right. So do I. Um, well, interestingly enough, right. If it does say close your eyes, you can. Yes. Um, so that's one of the nice things. But it doesn't have to be an induction.
0: It could be a story. No, no, no. thinking. But.
1: Oh yeah, yeah! For me, you know. stories are, are very similar, especially mm-hmm. when I'm being read to. Mm-hmm. They're almost entirely. So you identify with trance
0: a character or something. You might oh yeah. Do the thing or, that the character whatever.
1: is Whatever, not necessarily me. Uh, it could just be a, like a movie in my head, right? Mm-hmm. So I get, just get to see it played out. And in this particular case, that's what I saw. Yeah, it was like a movie. Um, played out, but it was. It's awesome. Like, I really love being read, too, because, one, people (laughs) usually read faster than I do. Um, But, um, so, like, I love audio tapes and stuff in the sense of, like, you know, books on tape are, like, my favorite. Even though I don't do very many of them. Yeah. I should, because, I wonder if
0: that's, well... For me, I like them because it slows down. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's so funny. And you like it because it speeds <laughs> up. Speeds up. Interesting. So I get through, huh. uh, through it faster. Like hands down, get through it faster.
0: I wonder why else? Because there's there is something about being read to that is like well, well so l- l- well like you can go back to childhood. Like we were all read to as kids. Or well, a lot I was of even gonna to I was even kids. gonna
1: mention like you and. Um, master, uh, uh-huh. doing, like, the storybooks oh, or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So then you're even, like, in a totally different headspace. Oh, yeah. Well, so... For that.
0: So for, uh, yeah, yeah, clarification, Dasad and I have a, um, daddy-baby-girl dynamic, and we have yeah. a, like, collection of, like, kids' books, like, picture books that mm-hmm. sometimes he'll read to me as good morning stories, um, which is fun. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Um...
1: Now, do you go into a sort of trance for that or is that more of like just a playful space or i mean i would yeah. say
0: any kind of being read to is a type of trance for me yeah um we'll see that's so, what yes. i'm saying
1: yeah there's something um, about it
0: right well i wish we could dig further into
1: that oh i mean that's easy so you have the slow <laughs> methodic like there's a voice happening oh yeah, yeah. Come on. Now. Well, and
0: it, maybe it to some I don't mean uh I mean, you're not engaging your eyes as much, so you can sort of close your eyes or focus on something else. Well, that's else what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, you could totally close your eyes. Um
0: Yeah. Well, and the idea of and obviously there's the idea of connecting with a person and getting to hear somebody's voice that you really like um and you know, enjoying it in that way.
1: Yeah. Um Huh. So now I'm going to bring up an interesting thing. Sure. So there was a time, and we only did it the one time that I can remember, but I was in the car with you and oh, you yeah, were yeah, driving. Yeah. And I me. read to you. Yes. Obviously you, I mean, I don't know, maybe you went into trance. Right. While you were driving. Um, but.
0: <laughs> don't listen to don't the know. podcast <laughs> while we're driving.
1: Um. But, like, what was that for you? Because it obviously wasn't, like, so you were I reading, was a hypnotist. So you
0: were reading to me, and I think it would be okay with any book, but that book in particular was Don't Shoot the Dog by Karen Pryor, which I hardly recommend to everybody.
1: <laughs> which you've only mentioned a few a times on this times. podcast.
0: But that's a, um, a non-fiction, nonfiction, sort Absolutely. of almost instructional book. Like, the whole thing is an instructional book Absolutely. on um, uh, uh, operant conditioning. And um learning and I did want to talk about this so good job going back to it I feel like the experience of reading something where you're learning something yeah is a different experience um mm. I have a super distinct feeling when I'm learning something and it feels really good like when I'm watching a TED talk or yeah read, reading something cool it feels like my brain is learning things and I really like it um, oh that's
1: interesting I think I do that too. Yeah, I never really thought of it as like a like a new feeling. Yeah. per se, but I oh so much.
0: Well, and some people are gonna think of it as a new feeling. Some people are like, "What, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter." Yeah, um, sure. But, um, but anyways, like when you were reading to me in the car, um, well driving is trancey in some ways. Anyways, sure. Because you're f- hyper focusing on the road. So for me, that was about like. I was hyper-focusing fo- on the road, and at the same time, I was getting information into my head,
1: which is yeah. cool.
0: Um, if now, was you,
1: there the service aspect as well? Yes, was the, that service, the service was that a was really part of it? big
0: part of it, because, okay. like, and we stole this from some friends of ours, but you were basically, like, an audiobook yeah. for me at that time, yeah. which yeah, was absolutely. awesome, and I know a lot of people listen to audiobooks in the car, and podcasts in the car, and whatever, right. um, and I'm not going to police how much, you know... You engage in something else when you drive is okay because I think it's different for everybody. Everybody yeah, can engage course. in different things. Um, and, be and right? Yep. Um, be cautious and, um, but I really like that. And um, for me, that experience was better because my problem with podcasts and audiobooks is that uh-huh. I need to be doing something at the same time as I'm listening to something. Oh,
1: because interesting. Because I get
0: very restless. Yeah. Um, unless I'm able to really settle down and focus. Yeah. Um, which is hard sometimes. Yeah, sure. Um, if, if there's another human reading to me, I think it would be a little bit different because then there's a aspect of connection and focus
1: physical physical yeah exactly yeah yeah.
0: um but i don't know i don't know it's all very strange i mean there's so many aspects of the idea of reading and writing and hypnosis and reading aloud versus reading with your eyeballs versus
1: reading with your eyeballs reading with your eyeballs instead of reading
0: with your nose no or or reading with your fingers actually that would be i i if i knew anything about braille that would be interesting also, uh, Windows 10 just popped up a Sorry. notification that says, "How likely are you to recommend Windows 10 to a friend or a colleague?" Um, and in front of my, you know, thousand or a couple thousand of listeners, not very likely. <laughs> don't get Windows 10. I hate it. It's not very, it's very intrusive. Um,
1: it is. But good luck trying not yeah, to get exactly. it.
0: I liked Windows 7. I thought Windows 7 was great. I did, too. I miss Windows 7. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't have it
0: anymore. Oh, man.
1: Technically, that one laptop is Windows When you 7. turn
0: on your computer, and it's like the, the <laughs> default... Like, you you open up the top of the laptop. The default screen where you log in. It's got a nice picture. And then it's got these... by By default, it's got these things where it's like, Oh, do you want to know more about this canyon? And... You should check out Bing. It's a great search engine. Like, fuck you. Sorry, I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you almost got me going on that rant, too. Because there's so much more to say about that. Um, <laughs> anyway. I'm going to control myself. I
0: could probably bring it around and, like, talk about things that are distracting when you're engaged in something. Oh, sure. But... I mean, I don't have to. I could. <laughs> I mean it was distracting, so uh, whatever. I don't care. We have to we have totally to go do a trance thing. Move I'm forward. getting drunker and That's
1: good, I think.
0: I think so too. Okay. I'm tired, but I'm getting drunker, so Yeah. Um maybe I'll oh, I have a good idea for what we should do for the trance. Let's see. That's good. <laughs> I have a couple other um things here. Oh. Um
1: I think we. I think we really, I think we, hit really on that. we hit
0: on most of everything. So. On the,
1: uh,
0: um, the reading. Yeah. No, I think we we just about covered everything. So. So um, basically,
1: overall, if you can have somebody read to you, yeah, that's for the best. That's great. That's the best way to do it.
0: In our opinion. And some people obviously everybody is going to be different. Everybody's gonna have different preferences. But
1: obviously it's our opinion. Right. Who else? who else's opinion No, am I but I have? think it's really important to say in your opinion. <laughs> in my humble opinion. You don't have to
0: say in your humble opinion, you can just you say You don't have to say
1: the humble part. According
0: anymore? to me, because people find it you no. Know, <laughs> actually that sounds like um pretentious now. <laughs> no but 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 seriously it's really important it's true when you're when you're you're stating your opinion it's polite to say that it's your opinion opinion, because otherwise you sound like you're stating a fact and even if you know and everybody should know that you're not stating a fact Uh uh-huh you have to say (laughs) in my opinion in your opinion in in my yes in your opinion yes (laughs) i'm done with this all right we're gonna go do a thing so we're gonna do a thing um yep this is uh so I'm actually gonna read something to you <laughs> since we were on the topic of reading things to people yeah um, and this is sort of like at various hypno cons there's something we do I think I think people call it hypnotic literature, but it's inspired by hysterical literature mm-hmm. where it's usually people with vibrators on them that have to read something and the vibrator gets stronger at certain points. and the idea behind behind hypnotic literature is like they have a subject read something and there's like triggers
1: that right. are put in like words like or, certain or words like or triggers.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, this is sort of a bastardization of that because I'm gonna be reading to you. Right. And you're going to experience some nebulous things. We haven't set anything up, but yeah. obviously we've been talking about reading to people. So there's some right. set up there. And also right. uh, you're going to experience some things. You're probably going to get into the story, blah, blah, blah. Hypnosis, hypnosis, hypnosis. Um, <laughs> so that's how that works. <laughs> but unfortunately it is how that works.
1: <laughs> so Yes. um, Well, that works out well.
0: So this is kind of like, I was thinking like, there's lots of different things that you can do with reading to someone or having someone read something. Yeah. Um, so, so. I um, guess we'll just
1: see how this goes.
0: This is called, this is a writing of mine. Um, it's fiction. Um, it's hypnosis fiction. And it's called Slow Burn.
1: Okay. So I guess I should get comfortable. <laughs> yeah, get comfy. Okay.
0: And we'll talk about it afterwards. We'll talk about it? Okay. Sure. Okay. What is it that happens when you click with someone? What is it that happens when you feel that spark just by looking at someone, by watching them laugh, or by watching them talk? I'm fearful of my own reactions to this man, approximately my age, dark and curly hair, a little taller and lankier than I. He's the womanizing sort, flitting from lady to lady all night at the party, Well, that's only partially true. The girls are coming to him as he hangs out with his friends, trying to engage him, one after the other. They laugh together, talk together, make eye contact for just a few minutes before they both seem to decide to take their leave. I'm fearful of my own reactions, because I've kept watching him all night. Like all these other girls, I feel drawn to go and have a conversation with him. Usually I'm not the sort to feel such a strong physical attraction to someone. Maybe it's just a bit of booze I've been sipping, maybe just the general atmosphere, but God, when I watch him casually roll up his sleeves to his elbows or run a hand through his hair, my stomach does a little flip. Even just the fact that he's charmed all these women is turning me on. Each time he passes someone he's met before, they share a smile, and sometimes a little touch on the shoulder or arm. Eventually he catches me, as it was bound to happen. His eyes meet mine from across the room and he smiles, trying to smooth the tension of the moment. I blush and quickly look away, take another sip of my drink, try to forget about him. I'm fearful of my own reactions because I soon find myself walking up to him and saying hi, even before I can stop it from happening. Hi, he says with a warm grin. I freeze up like a deer in headlights. I'm nothing like those other girls who spoke so elegantly with him. I'm a blushing mess who's probably more than a little bit tipsy at this point. He's staring. He's studying. I'm actually so so turned on that I hope he's not somehow smelling it on me. Enjoying the party? I choke out. I am, he says, and his body language is so loose and inviting that it calms me down a bit. It's one of those more adult things, though, so I can't really let my guard down or let loose. Are you usually a big partier, I ask, genuinely a little surprised. He seems so calm, but I suppose on second look I could see, her as a, see him as a former frat boy or something. Hmm, maybe... He puts his hand to his face, thinking. I guess I'm just used to a little more stimulation than this. Games or something? I actually have a little hobby that usually livens the place up, but this doesn't seem like the right environment. Oh, yeah? He grins mischievously. Yeah, I'm a hypnotist. Oh. Oh, fuck. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Just as I was easing into the flow of conversation. Fuck. Yeah? I squeak. I try to cough to cover it. I must come off sounding like I think it's bullshit, except for the fact that my cheeks are bright red. You know, most people will just tell me straight up if they don't believe in hypnosis, he says, playfully kidding me. No, I exclaimed. No, that's not it. I do believe in it. He frowns a little. Then what? Oh, God, please stop. My head buzzes with excitement and alcohol. I'm just surprised. I've, I've been hypnotized before. Oh, really? Cool. Most people don't even think it's real. What did they do? Like, was it for a stage show or something? That's... Memories flood back to me of the first time connecting with another hypno of how he spun his pocket watch in front of my eyes, took me deep, made me come hard without a single touch as I stared straight ahead with empty, glazed-over eyes. I snap back to reality and see the man in front of me narrow his eyes at me, just slightly. Do you mean... No, 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 no. I have to get out of this. It was really nice to chat with you, I blurt out, taking a, taking a step back. But I need to Wait. His voice is deeper, more stern. I stop and close my mouth. I'm fearful of my own reactions. He comes up to me, uncomfortably close, and looks me square in the eye, lowering his voice. I'm going to get to know you on a far more intimate level. He grabs my wrist and pulls me into a quiet room to the side. "'closing the door behind me. "'He turns on me and backs me into the wall. "'I get one last look at his face, "'wild with some sort of feverish purpose, "'frighteningly close to mine. "'His large hand fully shatters the gap between us "'and grips the front of my shirt, "'throwing me slightly off kilter towards him. "'The other hand comes up to cut my chin, "'forcing my eyes to his "'and leaving my body in balance at his mercy. "'The slow burn between my legs "'becomes impossible to ignore with my body "'in such a helpless position.' I can't help but whimper, and it's even worse. His gaze devours the arousal that's all over my face and turns more and more heated. And suddenly I can feel the intention in those eyes. I can feel the sweet pull towards oblivion. I can tell that this man wants to hypnotize me out of my mind and that he's going to right now, right in this moment, I'm being drawn in, in, in. I feel the telltale flutter and dip of my eyelids, and it's just that second when he pulls on my shirt, jerking my body into him, and that shock makes me drop deep, Deep, so quickly that I become boneless and limp in his arms. As my mind reels and sinks, I can feel him lowering my body into a heap on the floor. He smooths and strokes my hair and I go even further, and I get so turned on it nearly hurts as he whispers words to me to take me deeper, deeper into sleep, deeper into his hands and his power. I can only go deeper. The ache between my legs drowns out my thoughts, and soon even his words are a buzz in my mind with no distinction. I'm carried on by the lilt and tone. I'm being hypnotized simply by the sound and the feel of his presence, mindlessly listening and only yielding to this man I barely know. I can only go deeper. I don't even know his name, but he's mind-fucking me so well I don't even care. My cunt has been thinking for me this whole time. What does it say about me as a person that I'll allow a near stranger to take me to such a vulnerable place? I think he just said that. Blur and hot, heavy arousal fogs up my mind, and I forget the shame. I forget where I am. I forget that I'm mumbling to him. I can only focus on the desire to open myself more. I can only go deeper. And you can come back up. Mm. So let's talk about that.
1: It's not over.
0: It is, well... (laughs) <laughs> sort of. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> Jeez. So, that was interesting. Um. Oh, man. Good story. Yeah, that's a good story. That actually, I wrote that because I had, that was inspired by a dream that was like, shockingly close to what the actual story was and i had to write it down when i was i mean i read it when i woke up a while back Mm -hmm. it was a long time ago yeah as i was so when i was picking a story i was kind of like oh i wish i could pick something in the third person because i feel like that would jive better with how Mm -hmm. you're gonna react to it but i but then i was like probably doesn't matter at all
1: no i don't even know what person that was right now so yeah because I was that person so right. it didn't matter right what you were saying right which is wonderful <laughs> I
0: guess <laughs> <laughs> I just said it. it was kind of interesting for me too because like this story is written to kind of feel like um at the beginning of it you feel kind of antsy and nervous and then by the end yeah there's you get into it and i and like as i was reading it i was like feeling it and remembering like oh yeah i remember what this is like and like yeah obviously i'm reading in a microphone to an audience so i was nervous at first and then i get into it but it Mm -hmm. it just goes so well with what that was
1: yeah no it's so good well and there were trigger words which is interesting right (laughs) Because you literally were talking about how we don't have any trigger words, right? we do actually have some. Absolutely. There's
0: things that people know about hypnosis, and they see certain words, and they feel certain things. right. And so, like, when I'm, it doesn't matter if I'm writing, if you're writing an induction or not. If you're writing Mm -hmm. a story that has hypnosis in it, people are going to respond to the words that are there. Oh, yeah. You know? And you can use that to your advantage, and it doesn't have to be like, ooh, super sneaky NLP, I'm going to... Um, make the word deeper italic, and then they respond to it or sleep italic, and then it's an yeah. unconscious no, it's suggestion. Just, just, this, just t- th- write these it. things are already happening. You yeah. don't have to, yeah, you know, be crazy about it. Yeah, that was really fun. I want to just read more. Maybe that's what we'll do for after hours. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I haven't figured it out yet. No, I mean
1: well, I, I wouldn't mind. Listening so,
0: more. we barely scratched the surface, obviously, as we always do. Yeah. Um Thank you to um, the people that gave us suggestions or questions or anything like that. I'm sorry if you didn't get to yours. I feel like we kind yeah. of went around a lot of questions that weren't answered. So, hopefully they get in there. And, um, fo- you know, join our Discord server. You know, join in the Join in the conversation. And if we ask more questions like this, then you can possibly have your question sure. on the podcast. And Question also, for the, oh, um, the listeners? Oh, the question for listeners is, uh, give us your favorite story.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Link us, link
0: us to your favorite story. Could be hypnosis, could be a book, could be yeah. anything that you found actually, engaging or amazing.
1: Can I bring up one more? Yes, yes, you can bring up one more. Okay, because you know what it is. Yes, I do. <laughs> so there was a story that uh, Sleeping Girl wrote a while back... That basically it was very very short, <laughs> so and this was actually well no it was hypnosis I'll it was die. totally hypnosis. <coughs> oh. Okay, she's dying. Okay, go ahead. And um, so basically what happened was in the story, it was a a mistress I think specifically actually mm-hmm. was um, uh, using her uh, slave, which was you know as a, a foot rest or whatever. But she was also like brainwashed and and totally mindless and uh basically in the story um the the slave was um you know took a long time but finally was able to ask the question to put the words together and asked if, if they could think again i think it was yep um and uh basically the the mistress l- like laughed or whatever and you know and and uh you know said oh how long did it take you to figure you know get those words out or whatever yeah. and then and then said no you can't and then she was mindless again yeah and that was just the hottest thing in yeah. the world for me I love it was story. absolutely like i mean that was like sleeping girl and i and in, in, in my head that was like right? a
0: two paragraph story too that's oh like it was one of so those, short like, super short i
1: probably just said the whole entire thing yeah, except you did. i know i left out details that were right. memorable for me like the miss and because mm-hmm. she called her miss and mm-hmm. so then i was like Sleeping Girl, we need we need to figure out some way to add this yeah. into our relationship. We still have not. I know, right? <laughs> right.
0: That's um, <laughs> one of those things where it's like you're waiting for the right moment, and it's oh like, yeah, yeah. When well, is the right moment? Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell us your favorite story. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. I'll, I'll try to link these stories in the description of the podcast so that you guys can read along, or um, you can read the one that Cece's talking about, or whatever. Um and join us on Discord and we're gonna go do some after hours stuff. So that'll be exciting and hot. Yeah, support us on Patreon. (laughs) I'm trying to do the like thing that no that we're supposed to do,
1: right? I hate it. I hate
0: it so much. I don't help. Ugh. All right. Thanks for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful day, night, or whatever. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye.